My name's Austin, and this is Flashpoint, the art and science of your big breakthrough. If you believe that you were meant to break through and thrive in your life and your business, then this is the podcast for you. Is there a moment when success happens? Is there a recipe that creates your big breakthrough? We're going to answer those questions and many more on the brand new podcast and TV show based on the upcoming book called Flashpoint, the art and science of your big breakthrough. Do you need clarity around your most intimate relationship? This is Austin. Welcome to episode number 13 of Flashpoint, the art and science of your big breakthrough. However, today we're going to deviate a little bit. We're going to be talking about Flashpoint as it relates to your relationship. Some of you are breaking through in your most intimate relationship and you're going deeper. However, some of you, your relationships are breaking down and they're not going deeper or they're staying stagnant because there's so much going on that's putting pressure on our relationships. And this area of our most intimate relationship is not exempt. So this podcast is a call to grow individually and in our relationships. I'm going to talk about fear. I'm going to talk about where you may find yourself. But more importantly, I want you to get what you most need to grow and go deeper in your relationship. For some of you, you may need to go from your current relationship. But for many of you, there's a call to go deeper. But we need the perspective to see where we are in order to move forward. So this is a special recording I did earlier this week. I'm gonna share it with you here. So this was done, I got inspired. A friend of mine said, we we need to discuss relationships. We need to bring it because people are going through a lot, but it's not being talked about so much. So I wanna bring some light on it. I want you to get this. I literally did this podcast. It was almost midnight when I did it. So I'm gonna share that with you. But before I do, I wanna make a note that we are going to add a free questionnaire. It's 14 key questions to ask in any romantic relationship. So if you don't see that, we're gonna be posting that in the show notes. You can grab that link, get those questions, and make sure you ask those questions to yourself and your partner. For now, here's the live broadcast that I was mentioning. Hello. Austin J. Haynes here, your breakthrough strategist, creator and founder of Flashpoint, coming at you during the wee hours because uh, this is in response to a conversation, a conversation with a friend, and it's something that's been on my mind, and I wanted to take a few minutes here, burning the midnight oil almost. (laughs) If you're watching this, you too are burning the midnight oil, or you're in a different time zone. So you might be listening to me and and catching me in a different time zone. Either way, I welcome you in. And one of the things that I haven't heard a lot talked about is relationships. Relationships during the quarantine, I believe, are being tested at a deep level. And the one thing that that I wrote down about relationships is that 
the normal the normalcy is that a word? I'm making up words here, but the going to work and the routine, I should say the daily routine kind of can keep the relationship in balance. But now people are home together more. And that balance that was created that that time away created a balance. And now you have people that are spending more time together than, than they may be having a long time. And that can be a good thing, but it could also be a not so good thing. So the day-to-day going to work, the taking care of the kids or whatever could have created a balance that has now been disrupted going on whatever, how many days, somebody could type in how many days have we been in quarantine now? So how's this affecting relationships? How are you being affected? And if you're single, how's that affecting you in terms of your, your relationship with yourself? Maybe you're, you're starting to think more about relationships. Uh, So I just wanted to bring this topic up in response to a conversation with a friend of mine and she basically said to me, like, you need to do something on relationships. Like, why are you not doing something on relationships? People need to, need to be talked through the need support in relationship area, specifically on relationships. So whoever's going to get this, you know, and there's um, there's six stages of relationship, by the way. I can lay these out for you. I'm going to go out of memory here. But uh, if you're listening to this and you're catching this, either playback or live, you're on, you might be on YouTube, you might be on Facebook, but here's the bottom line. There's six stages of relationship. And, and number one is the one that we all aspire for. It's when we experience love and passion together. It's the, the holy grail of relationships. And I would say that there's a small percentage of people that actually get to that point where they, they have love and passion and they can, it's not like you feel it all the time but you're able to cultivate it over a period of time that makes the relationship grow and flourish. Number two, you you have love, but you lost the passion. The sizzle is sizzled out. It's not, you don't have the passion anymore, but you have deep love. And those couples can stay, they'll stay together for a long time. And then you have the people that are just like, almost like roommates. Like they just kind of exist and, and that might be going on now. And, and maybe the husband or wife who went to work, now they're home together. And now there's this, maybe this weird dynamic on relationships. You're starting to think like, who did I marry here? Who am I with here? Like, is this person for me? It's not, it doesn't seem to be there anymore. And you might have this weird dynamic. Uh, the fourth stage is that you're, you're plotting your escape. You've made up your mind and this, I'm just being real here. And and I think we've all may have been, I know I've been in some of these places, but you're plotting your escape. Enough is enough. No mas. You're out. You're just waiting for the right time. Uh, Maybe this quarantine thing has just brought things to a boiling point and you're like, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Um, Number five is you are not in a relationship and you want to be in a relationship. And then number six is you don't want no part of it. You don't want it. You're not in a relationship and you don't want one. So these are the six stages of relationships. Um, 
I, I give credit to Tony Robbins. That's where I learned it. I don't know where it's originally from, but that's where I learned it. And so now you have a pandemic where it's completely changing the dynamic of a person's relationship. And what's happening is the relationships are getting progressively worse or maybe they're getting deeper and more fulfilled. If I could magically pull out my measuring, my measuring mouse and I could sweep across everybody and measure every single person, I would say that probably a small percentage of people are actually deepening their relationships during these times. And I would say that there's a larger percentage of them that are actually going through a tough time. And we may not hear about them right now because there's, they're creating a sustainability. They're waiting because maybe the kids are home along with, you know, the spouse or significant other, and they're trying to keep things together until they can get out, make a plan, get in the getaway car, whatever you want to call it. But maybe that's not the option. You know, maybe there's options. Um, and, and here's the big thing I want to, I want to share because, and this is, you know, I have a platform called emergencylifecoach.com and this is a great topic for that as well. Breakup, going through a relationship conflict, but we're talking about intimate relationships here during the, the pandemic, during the quarantine. And I, I titled this Flashpoint because you know, Flashpoint can go both ways. Flashpoint can be you've hit a flashpoint where things have come to a head. You found out something, something happened. Maybe you were abused, verbally abused. Maybe you found out some information and it was like, I'm out of here. On the other side, maybe there was a positive flashpoint where you realized you've been taking the person for granted. The person you're with is actually amazing, but you've, you've been taking them for granted. So now you realize that you love this person. There's deep love there, but maybe you need to bring the passion back into the relationship. And, and this takes work, but I'll, I'll say this. I mean, here's my hallucination is that every relationship, I don't care who, you need time away. <laughs> Come on, let's keep it real. I don't care. I don't care how in love, if you, you know, how passionate you are. You need that time away to create that contrast. You need that time away so you anticipate the return. It, it's a it's a balance, right? And now, so even the best relationships might be going through some stuff. But you know, maybe if that's you, you know, go for a walk, right? Just create some create some uh, gaps, create some breaks in the action, set up some daily rituals where you can, you can get away and, and realize that, you know, when you're around anybody for any extended period of time, you're going to get on each other's nerves. It just is what it is. I mean, come on, let's keep it real. There's no perfect relationship, but the, the good relationships, the ones where there's deep trust and they've done the work, you know, the little things that they roll off your back. But the relationships that are troubled and stress, the little things cause major problems because there's not enough there. They haven't done the work or the relationship's dying, right? So what do you do? You know, what do you do in this relationship soup? What can you do? The number one thing that I would say to do is avoid making an isolated decision unless you're in an extreme situation. Right. I mean, there's extreme situations out there. I don't get into extreme situations. I'm not trained in those areas, but, um, you know, extreme situation, meaning someone's in serious danger. Um, there could be a, 
serious emotional stuff going on. That that's something that is different. But my my recommendation is to avoid making an isolated decision. And this is the challenge, and this is why I created Emergency Life Coach, because a lot of people don't have a place to go. They don't have a place to go to get support. They don't have a place to go to reach out. And your own emotions all on your own with no one there to help you process them is a very dangerous thing. <clears throat> it's not that your emotions are bad. It's that you need support. You need a soundboard. For You need someone that can understand you and allow you to process what, what you're going through. And to try to do that all on your own, it, it's, it's difficult. It's extremely difficult. You need, so the best thing you can do is, is reach out to the right people, get some great consultation, if you will. But again, I'm not, this wasn't even about getting into emergency life coach. I'm just, just happened to naturally progress there, but emergency life coach is a great option. I found that strong people typically don't reach out for help. And I, I was in this group group, but I know going through some tough relationships on my own, I've been, whew, I could, you know, if I go through some of the challenges that I've had in relationships, um, you know, they, they can bring you to your knees. Some of the things that can happen can really bring you down. And it's not to blame because you had a hand in it, right? If you're in a relationship, there's two people involved. Again, barring extreme situations, in the normal day-to-day -day relationship situations, there's two people involved. And I found that most times is that Blame will ensue. You know, blame continue. When blame continues, nothing gets resolved. It's only when each person can um, step up and own their stuff. And I'm going to give you some gold in relationships right here. And for some of you, some of you will get this. Some of you will get this right away. And some of you won't get this. And that is this. If the other person is 95% wrong. Okay, I'm going to say that again. This is gold. If the other person is 95% wrong in your mind and you're 5% wrong, let's make it 99%. Why not? The other person is 99% in the wrong. And you had a little teeny bitty bit of it. You had 1% to do with it. The key, the key, you need to own your 1%. Hold on. You need to own your 1% without drawing attention to their 99%. Because when you do that, you take your power back. One, you take your, well, you take full responsibility. So you take full responsibility. You take your power back. Number two. And number three, you set the example 
for the other person. Now, this doesn't guarantee a result because they may or may not follow suit. But if you give them enough time, space, and grace, they will eventually apologize for what they did, even if they're in denial in the beginning. This is powerful stuff. And this is stuff that I learned the hard way. Because when someone else in a relationship is doing you wrong, you got to understand that you are in it too. And the only thing that you have complete control over is your part in it. So the, the moment you get lost in the blame of what the other person did is the moment you give your power away. You take your power back to the degree that you take full responsibility for whatever part you had in it, albeit small, 1%, 2%, whatever it is, own it. Own it with everything that you have with your full power, full responsibility. And I'm telling you, it is transformational. It is absolute flashpoint. It is breakthrough in a relationship. You become completely empowered. And I think the one thing uh, that, that makes a relationship extremely powerful for you and this is a really tough one. And I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up because I'm going long longer than I wanted to. But this is uh, a, in response to a friend who said you got to do something on relationships because people are being stressed. She's every other calls about relationships. So I trust that this will reach the right ears and that uh, the right people will hear this. And maybe this is a, a trigger to a, at least awareness. You know, you, you start to become aware that it's not right. You need or you need to make some changes, and that you don't have to sit alone. You don't have to sit there and process all these emotions and try to process all of this on your own. That's a mistake. Reach out, reach out, reach out, reach out. We got platforms. We put. We got things. We got people that can help you. So don't just sit. Don't just sit. Reach out. Reach out. Reach out. So the one thing. Hey, Lucy, fellow insomniacs, there. I'm actually really. I'm ready to chill. I'm kind of chill, but I just been compelled to do relationships here. So. The one thing that will make you incredibly powerful in a relationship and not from an ego standpoint, this is not about ego. When I say incredibly powerful, the other person will feel completely free in your presence. I mean, don't you want to create a relationship in where the other person is completely, they feel completely free to express themselves in your presence? Yeah, I mean, that's what I want. So here's the thing that you you want to understand, and you will understand it intellectually. The process of living it is a much different dynamic. And that is to be completely engaged and fully detached. What does that mean? It means that you love the person even if they're no longer in your presence. You love the person and you're not trying to control the person. I did a video earlier and, that, and it said that control, so in a relationship, if there's manipulation, domination, and control, right, that shows up in relationships, what you want to understand, and I've heard people say, 
controlling, controlling, controlling. The person was controlling. Control comes from fear. So fear, fear is the source of it, right? So if someone's controlling you, uh, and these two things play together, it's fear. So that person is a fearful person who tries to control you. So the way you're free from that, you don't try to control. You accept the reality of the person I love can stay with me or the person I love may leave at any point for nothing, for no fault of my own. And there's nothing I can do about it. And when you can stand in the gap and love in both scenarios, you're completely empowered. The challenge is that we, that when we're coming from fear of loss, we control. And when we fear, and when we're coming from a place of fear of loss, what happens? The thing that we fear will come upon us. So we must feel the fear and overcome the fear so we can be free. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. <laughs> Janis Joplin. Freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose. But if we're in a state of fear, and that's the way society has programmed us, to be in a state of fear, fear of loss of money, fear of loss of relationships, fear of ill health. I mean, the list goes on, right? Think about the fears. I'm not saying the fears aren't real. I'm saying you are stronger than the fear. I'm saying you are wired to overcome fear. You might shake, you might cry, you might scream, you might get upset, but you're wired. It's, it's already in you. That's powerful. I want you to think about that. And we not to get into a creation conversation here, but we'll leave that aside. I'll just say you were created to overcome. You were created to thrive. It's a, what is it? Four, what, what is the chances of life? Um, you're like one in 400, what is it? 400 trillion, I forget the number. It's a ridiculous number. The chances that you are here right now. You're a miracle. So you're, you're, you're a miracle. You just forgot. You forgot. We forget because we, 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 we live this life and we, we, we can feel oppressed. We can feel programmed and we can be fed fear. Fear sells. People respond to fear. The news media sells fear because they, they, they may not do it directly. Maybe they do. I don't know. But here's the bottom line. It sells. So if I can, if I can create a headline that makes people aware danger there's something coming it sells so we're we're on the lookout for fear but freedom is when we have nothing left to lose and uh you know what let me read this quote i'm going to get a little deep here this is a quote um i came across earlier and i just want to share with you like one man's uh freedom from fear so I just, and that's actually fitting because today, Sir Edmund Hillary summited Mount Everest. Uh, some of you may have seen that. Um, 
Anyway, so I, I, I'm going to share this with you because I came across this earlier and I thought, wow, this is, and it, was, it wasn't appropriate to share earlier, but now that I'm talking about it, I think it's pretty, I think it's appropriate because we're talking about fear. So let me just grab it here. And how are you doing tonight, by the way? If you're listening to me now, it's 10 of 12 on here way longer than I, than I want it to be. Okay, so this is what Sir Edmund Hillary said. Are you all there? Got some folks on here. Okay. So this is what I'm talking about fear. If you just joined and uh, fear that happens in relationships, but I want to talk about like being free from fear. This is a quote from Sir Edmund Hillary. And the reason why I'm sharing Sir Edmund Hillary is because he, today's the day he summited Mount Everest back in 1953. So here's what he says. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about dying, but I like to think that I've, if it did occur, that I would die peacefully and not make not make too much fuss about it. Now, he's since passed. I think he, he lived to be 88. But that may sound like nonchalant, but this is coming from a man who already faced the, the, the possibility of dying because he summited Mount Everest. Nobody had ever done that before. He may have even walked by some dead bodies on his ascent to the top of Mount Everest. So imagine you're going to summit the tallest mountain in the world and you're on the way to the top. You've never been there before. No one's ever been there before, at least in recorded history. And you see dead bodies on the way up that are frozen into the mountain. Like that's facing fear. So, now he overcame that fear and he summited Mount Everest. So he has, you know, for him to say that, I mean, he's already been, been there, but the point is, and that's a, this is a gross example, but if we're not, if we're not conscious, we don't face our fears, they can control us. And uh, many of you know that, um, well, I'm not going to go deep in here now, but, um, well, I'll just mention it. So, with the COVID thing and the news, it can start to pervade your consciousness. You got to step away from it. And it was early on, it was affecting me a little bit. I had to like step away. And, um, you know, to a lot of people's, whatever, I had some people say something because I went to Florida, I got on a plane and I flew and, uh, you know, some split decisions about that. Right. Some people think it's irresponsible and other people think, um, well, it's inspirational. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it, it was done because I wanted to get away and I felt like, and, and a window opened up and I followed my gut and I went and I feel like I made the right decision. I'm not saying everyone should do that though. I think everyone should make their best decision, but not from fear, you know, not from fear, from a whole, from, from a place of courage. If you can get there, if you can't get there, get around the right people. And it's the same thing in a relationship. You know, it's, um, a successful relationship requires people around that pe them that love them too. So if you're if you feel like you're alone or you feel like you're going through a relationship tough time, I mean my my, my I'm gonna and I'm gonna close on this. Reach out by all means. Reach out. I'm gonna type in this uh, emergencylifecoach.com here. I wasn't planning to do this, but it just seems appropriate. Emergencylifecoach.com. And on that note, I'm gonna end this. If this moved you, stirred you up, served you, I, I trust that this is going to get to the right ears, people who are going through relationship stuff. And at the very least, 
if it draws awareness to the fact that you need to make a decision that's either going to deepen or improve your relationship, or in fact, you've been waiting too long and you need to make a move, start to make a move because there's no sense in living in a place of suffering. I found that people stay together and they suffer and that's not good for anyone. That's like, that's like, forgive the, forgive the example. It's like, it's like hanging onto a corpse. You know what I mean? And, and that's a gross example, but in some cases it, it, it's time to go, right? It's time to grow or it's time to go. And in a lot of cases it's time to go. It's just, it's run its course and, and the, the pain of leaving sometimes is liberating over than sitting and waiting. And everyone's situation is different, so you need to look at that. But before you make a decision, don't make a decision in isolation. Reach out because some relationships can be rescued. They can be resurrected. They just need the right ingredients and the right people to foster that, to make that happen. So this is Austin. I'm your breakthrough strategist. I want you to create a breakthrough in your business. I want you to create a breakthrough in your life. I want you to create a breakthrough in your relationships. I'm working on this every single day. It's my passion. That's why I'm on here at five of midnight. It's, it's Eastern Standard Time. This wraps up episode number 13. If you were stirred up by this and you know you need to do something, you can certainly reach out to me. We can also set you up with Emergency Life Coach. The key point here is to reach out as was mentioned, reach out, get support. Don't make a decision in isolation. Get to people that can truly give you the support that you need. So for now, I want to wrap up by saying you can go to emergencylifecoach.com and also I'm going to be adding the link so you can get the 14 key questions for any romantic relationship. I'll see you next week for episode number 14.